Do you want to know one thing that you do more than you probably realize that is sabotaging your relationships? Something that is affecting your marriage or your dating relationships, your family dynamic, your work life, everything. Well, here's the good news. Before this video is done, I'm going to help you figure it out. And I think you'll see it's really not that hard to fix because it's a choice you make every day. And this one choice that I'm gonna teach you about today has the potential to change your relationships for the better. Sounds great, right? Well, stick around because here at Community Christian Anywhere, we believe that even though life and relationships can be tricky and even draining at times, Jesus offers us a life where even our most difficult relationships can be full of life and love. And it's all centered around Jesus' central command to love everyone always. And we believe this life is available to all of us, no matter who you are or what you believe about God. Because no matter what you think about God, He can't stop thinking about you. And throughout this video, we want to help you figure out how to get all God has in store for you. Hi, my name is Heidi and welcome to Community Christian Anywhere. One of the most famous sections in the Bible, it's what's known as the love chapter. And even if you're not into the Bible that much, you've probably heard somebody read part of this chapter at a wedding somewhere. It's actually just a small part of a long letter written by an ancient follower of Jesus named Paul, where he's trying to explain the nature of love. Now, Paul starts off by saying this. He says, look, you can have everything. You can know everything. You can do everything. You can even win everything. But if you don't love other people, you actually have nothing. If you succeed in everything else in your life, but you fail at love, well, then you fail at life. But if you fail at everything else, and then you succeed in loving people, well, you can really never fail at life. See, love is the whole deal. It's everything. Love is actually the purpose of your life. Now, if all of that really is true, then it leaves us asking one big question. What is love? Or as the chart-topping classic rock group Foreigner put it, And so Paul, he gives us this answer to this burning question, and he gets super practical for us. He says, love's not something that's just internal. It's not a thought or a feeling or a sentiment. It's not just a vertical thing, something that's just between you and God. He says love is external. It's action. It's horizontal between you and other people. In fact, here are the words that he wrote. He said, love is patient. In other words, love's not in a hurry. When you love, you slow down long enough to see and to hear the needs of people around you because, Paul says, love is kind. Love says, I will set aside my needs for your benefit. I want to loan you some of my strength or some of my resources so that 
your needs can be met. Love does not envy. See, love's not jealous of what you have that I don't have or that where you're talented and, and I'm not so talented. Love's not happy when I win at your expense or love doesn't secretly hope for your misfortune so that I can feel better about myself. He says, love doesn't boast. It's not proud. In other words, love doesn't play this game of trying to one-up the other person. Love does not dishonor others. See, if something makes you less in my eyes or even in the eyes of other people, I don't say it. I don't do it. Because love seeks to honor and to build up another person every single time. It's not self-seeking. In other words, love never says, hey, but what about me? Love always says, what can I do to help you? Love's not easily angered. And can I just take a moment here and speak directly to my fellow Christians, my brothers and sisters? I see a lot of what we're saying in public and posting online. And it just seems to me that not all, but a lot of us are becoming very easily offended. Nearly everything we disagree with or don't understand, it's like it's an outrage to us. But can I just remind you of something? Loving people, they're not easily offended. And I'll tell you why. Because they believe that the world doesn't revolve around them or their feelings. See, Christians believe that the world is being held together by a powerful, loving God who has everything under His control. And see, when you really do believe that, when life's not just about you, you don't really get offended that easily. Okay, rant over. Back to the text. He says, love keeps no record of wrongs, which means love's not constantly trying to catch you doing something so that I can pounce on it and make a point or punish you or use it as an excuse to just withhold my affection. He says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth, which means love wants what's best for people, but never at the expense of truth. And then Paul wraps this section up with this rapid fire list of what love does. And not just some of the time, but all the time. He says, love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. I want you to look at that last statement one more time, because if you were really paying attention as I read those, I'll bet one of them made you kind of hesitate just a little bit. It's the one that I found most people kind of push back on because well, it just seems impractical and, let's be honest, a little bit naive. Can you pick out which one it is? Well, if you picked always trusts, congratulations, you win the prize. I mean, come on, always trusts? Really? All the time? I think that's overstating it just a bit, don't you? I mean, I get that love always protects because that's about keeping someone else from harm. Always hopes, well, that's about staying positive and looking ahead to the future. There's that sense that things will get better, and that's a good thing. Persevering, it's the idea that sometimes things get tough and you have to hang on. Well, love certainly does that, but always trusts? Every time? Come on. Is that even wise? In fact, in some translations of the Bible, that verse says, always believes, or in other words, believes all things. And the idea that Paul is after here is that love, it defaults to trust in every circumstance. 
Now, remember that choice that all of us are making that is sabotaging our relationships? Well, it's found right here in this principle. Love always trusts. See, this is the choice that you and I get to make every single day in our relationships. And it's the choice that has the potential to change everything for the better. So what is this relational choice we make and how does it relate to this idea of love always trusts? Well, let's get really practical and talk about how things work in real life. In every relationship in your life, you inevitably come across these moments when there's a gap between your expectations and your experience. Here's what I mean. Something happens and you thought it wouldn't happen or something didn't happen that you expected to happen. He told me he'd be there on time and now he's late. She told me she'd take care of that and then she didn't. I thought they'd never, but they did. Someone doesn't meet your expectation and you have no explanation why. Now, every single time that happens, when a person doesn't meet your expectation, you choose to fill in that gap with something. And you fill in that gap with one of two options. Either you believe the best or you assume the worst. But every time, you are making a choice. Now, it doesn't feel like a choice. It feels like a natural reaction. Assuming the worst feels right. Why? Because I was hurt. I was disappointed. And that creates this negative emotion inside of us. And it feels right to match that negative emotion with some sort of negative motive. So you assume the worst about them. When you're hurt or disappointed, it's because the other person was wrong or they were being lazy or they're selfish or inconsiderate or they're just plain evil. They must have intended to hurt you or disappoint you. When you don't know the reason why someone didn't meet your expectation, you fill in that gap with something. And usually you fill the gap with the worst explanation. You assume the worst, and it's a choice you make every time you do it. But what does love do? Love makes the other choice. Love chooses to believe the best every time. Love always trusts. Love believes all things until it is given a clear reason why it just can't believe anymore. There was a study done on married couples who had been together for a long time, who were still very happy and satisfied in their relationship. What they wanted to find out is what do these couples do to stay happy so long that other couples don't do? And they had this theory about what they'd expect to find. They assumed that in order to stay in love and stay happy, over time, couples would have to lower their expectation of their partner that after you get past the honeymoon phase when everything's happy and great and reality sets in, they would just sort of settle in. This is as good as it's gonna get and I'm okay with that, so we're just gonna push through and we're making this thing work. But in this study, they were shocked to find that the truth was actually the opposite. Couples who were happy for the long term had not lowered their opinion of their spouse they actually thought higher of their spouse than their spouse thought of themselves. 
their opinions were unrealistically high, almost to the point of being delusional. One of the researchers said that it was almost like the old saying really was true, love is blind. And the recommendation they concluded from this study was this, find the most generous explanation for your spouse's behavior and just believe it. Which is funny to me because it sounds like they're saying the same thing the Bible's been saying for 2,000 years. Now again, I know this may be difficult for some of you because we all have a history. We all have relational baggage that we carry around. Many people have had experiences in the past that just make it hard for them to trust people. But even with all of that, regardless of how a situation makes you feel, it's still a choice every single time to either believe the best or assume the worst. I'm still in charge of what I decide to put into that gap between my expectations and my experience. And see, it actually makes sense when you remember what Paul said earlier in this chapter about what love is and what love does. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. So that means if I love you, I'm not trying to catch you doing something wrong. I'm not assuming that when I hear something about you or you don't meet my expectation, that you intended it that way. Even if I got hurt or disappointed, love isn't constantly suspicious of the other person. Love always protects. See, specifically, love means I protect you from suspicion. Because you know this is true. If you've done relationships for any amount of time, Whatever I decide to place in that gap, it affects the relationship just as much as what that person did or didn't do. For instance, I'll illustrate it for you like this. Let's say it's your birthday and you're a person who really likes celebrating birthdays. You don't necessarily want a big party or anything, but a nice dinner with the people you love and some sort of gift, that would be good. So you wake up on the morning of your birthday and nobody says a word. No happy birthday, no gift. Your significant other, they're just going about it like it's a normal day. You come home from work thinking, well, surely there'll be someone waiting for you with at least some dinner plans or something. And still there's nothing. You text, no response. You call, it goes straight to voicemail. Now you're starting to get a little angry. Either they don't care enough to remember your birthday or they remembered and they just don't care enough to acknowledge it. Now, here's the truth. There's definitely a gap between what you expected and what you're experiencing right now. But you have no idea what the reason is for that gap. But you start to fill in that gap anyway. So when the voicemail picks up, you leave a message. And it's not a pretty one. How could you be so selfish? How could you forget? You could have at least acknowledged that it was my birthday. But you didn't even do that. I can't believe you. Now, here's my question. Even if you do find out later that they really did forget your birthday or that they really were just being mean and they did it all intentionally just to hurt your feelings, did the reaction, did the voicemail help you or hurt you in the relationship? Because what if you found out that they were out shopping for your gift and they just missed your call, missed your text? What if they walk in the door with a big happy birthday and they have 
these dinner reservations waiting for you at your favorite restaurant. And then they pick up the phone and listen to your voicemail. See, now you've driven a wedge between you and the person that you love when there really was no reason to do it because you decided to fill in that gap between your experience and your expectations with the worst possible motives. And in the end, what'd you really gain? But what if you made a different choice? What if you chose to believe the best instead of assuming the worst? See, then, even if it really does turn out to be the worst, at least you haven't done something that will wind up harming the relationship with that person that you love so much. See, that's what I mean when I say, love protects the relationship from suspicion. It's what it means when the Bible says, love always trusts. It means that love chooses a generous explanation for the sake of the relationship. It also says that love always hopes, which means love trends toward the positive. It refuses to go negative. And love always perseveres. Even when there's baggage from the past, when there's doubt, love will not give up on the other person. Love is always determined to trust anyway. And listen, if this is still tough for you to swallow, if you're still kind of maybe arguing with me in your head and you've got all these what ifs, let me just ask you one more question. What's the alternative? I mean, if you don't want to believe the best, what are your other options? Well, here's what you'll wind up doing. You'll start delighting in uncovering mistakes. You start thriving on speculation. You assume the worst and you embrace doubt. So can I just issue a challenge to every person watching me today, to every child and parent, every husband and wife, every family member, every boss and coworker, everybody in every relationship that you find yourself in, for just one week, when something doesn't go your way, when your expectations aren't met, when you're disappointed by someone that you love, make the choice to trust. Choose to believe the best before you immediately assume the worst. Even if it makes you feel vulnerable and a little bit naive, do it anyway. And act and speak and then respond according to that. And hey, listen, if it doesn't work for you, if you think it's ridiculous, you can go right back to the old way next week if you want to. In fact, you can even text me at the number on the screen and tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. Can I challenge you just for the next seven days? Try something different. Choose trust. And then watch what happens. And see if you don't find a little bit more peace, a little bit more harmony, and a little bit more love. Because here's the truth. Trust equals acceptance. And that's what it communicates to the other person. And you know what acceptance does? Acceptance draws people toward you instead of pushing them away. I mean, hearts are just drawn towards acceptance. If there's distance in your family, there's distance in your marriage, in any relationship that you're currently in, I'm telling you, it may not happen overnight, but acceptance, that's the road back to closeness. Because acceptance is the way of love. That's just what love does. I hope this video was helpful for you and that you want to discover more of what God has to offer you and your life. 
Attached to this video, you'll see a playlist of more content exploring what it means to live the meaningful life of love that Jesus offers. Please make sure to watch one of those videos. Subscribe to our channel or follow us on Facebook so that you can keep in touch with all the great content we put out weekly. We really hope that your interactions with us moves from just being content that you consume to being a community that you can be committed to because love only exists in relationship with others. So please reach out to us through texting the number on the screen and we can help you step into a relationship with others who are also engaging with our weekly content. Or visit our website, cccanywhere.com, and you'll see a lot of great ways to get connected to our community here, including a card that says, join our Facebook group, where you'll be redirected to our Facebook community. And if you click the join group button, you'll be able to connect with other people from around the country who are learning from Jesus what it means to love everyone always. But no matter what steps you take today, I hope you leave knowing that no matter what you think about God, He can't stop thinking about you.